This is Johan Egg from Amana Mars. You are listening to Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare on Rock 94.7. Let's talk about Deceiver of the Gods. It looks like Loki uh, gets the spotlight this time around. Now, is this because you felt kind of bad for the character after seeing him get his ass beat by the Hulk in the Avengers? <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's exactly why. <laughs> no, but I mean, uh, uh, Loki, I mean... That was maybe just a coincidence. Uh, uh, we've had ideas of making like several songs about Loki before. So for this album, I just happened to have four pretty good, like really good ideas of how to talk more about Loki, as he is one of the fa- my favorite characters in in the Norse mythology, anyway. So. Uh, that's why that came about, really. Now, Loki, though, he kind of gets a bad rap, doesn't he? I mean, the, the guy had a pretty twisted upbringing. Who can blame him for kind of lashing out a bit? Well, the, the guy is, he's uh, obviously, I mean, the, he's born of giants, and he's like the foster brother of Thor and all that stuff. But he's, um, like, in the mythology, he's hes not entirely, like, an e- he's not an evil character, really. Uh, as He's not, like, Satan or anything. He's just, you know... He's a trickster. He's he's um, a, a bit mischievous, and and but he has a really good like he does some really good stuff as well. Like he he, he often gets the the gods out of trouble, um, you know, by by diplomacy. The only problem is that he usually is the one causing the trouble in the first place. So. <laughs> well, you see how that is. But uh, the, yeah, so I, I think he, he's he's an intriguing character just because. Because of his faults and and his his uh, kind of petty selfishness and all that stuff, uh, I think he's like the most human of all all the Norse gods, in in my opinion. I can see that. And really, when you look, you mentioned that he's not you know like Satan, but really, when you look at it, Satan gets a bad rap sometimes too. I mean, the guy sees a fella starving in the desert for forty days and offers him food, and all of a sudden he's the bad guy. What the hell? <laughs> well, I'm not so well ver- versed in in, uh, in you know the doings of satan but <laughs> uh, yeah. so yeah it's it's kind of weird <laughs> you haven't missed much to be honest with you i was raised in it and it didn't do a damn thing for me but <laughs> yeah <laughs> now uh, johan you guys actually got Candlemass uh, lead vocalist messiah Markolin to lend his vocals to the song hell but you actually laid down the vocal parts that you wanted him to sing H- how'd you do on those high notes man it's not that I actually sang exactly like him. It's basically, I, I, I laid down the vocal rhythm, basically, and, and where I was going with my vocals. And he listened to it and worked his own, you know, uh, stuff on top of my vocals to fit my vocals, basically. So that's how that came about. But, yeah, it, it's cool to have him along. He's, he's an old, old idol of all of us. Uh, I mean, being uh, being the frontman of Candlemas for many years, and and uh, a fantastic singer and and a fantastic person. He's he's a great guy. You actually lent some vocals to uh, a band who came up just right around the same time as uh, Amon and Martha. You dropped some uh, tracks on Evocations' uh, latest yeah, album. Yeah. So I mean, that's uh, it's great that you guys are able to uh, network like that, and you're able to uh, you know contribute to each other's works. Yeah, I think that's cool. I I, I like the band and and. Uh, we uh, we toured with them uh, a few years back, so we we became really good f- friends, and uh, it was it was really cool to be able to contribute, and uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. 
Now, you guys actually tracked most of uh, Deceiver of the Gods live. Was there a big difference in the studio as opposed to, you know, arranging things and Pro Tools and whatnot? Was it, is there a different vibe when you're laying it down live? Well, when, when you play it down, when you basically do longer takes, that's what it is. But, like, instead of just nitpicking and, you know, going, like, piece by piece, trying to piece everything together, I think you get a bit better vibe, a more live feeling, a better... A more vibrant sound, I think. Uh, when you, when you cut and paste too much, it's it's uh, in, in like in Pro Tools, it's it's uh, it, there's there's a danger of it being a little bit too too sterile. I think to that the sound gets a, a little bit too clinical, which in my opinion makes it a bit boring. Actually, I like the old school way of recording, uh, but obviously there are certain perks of using modern methods <laughs> but too many of those modern methods waters down the berserker rage and we can't have that hell no <laughs> <laughs> now as long as we're talking about fueling berserker uh, berserker rage here with merchandising being such a vital part of a band's economic well-being these days we've seen a lot of rock and metal bands releasing their own brands of wine beer liquor and th now here's the thing there's actually a video of you guys brewing mead floating around yeah. on the internet. When does the official Amonomarth Mead hit the liquor store, man? Uh, well, that thing was just kind of a, a fun thing that we did uh, in the States when we were there a couple of years back. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, 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 to be honest, I'm not really a huge fan of mead. I think it's a bit too sweet. Uh, if, if I drink mead, uh, if I drink something that, like mead that I like, it's usually beer-based, so... It would be a little bit more dry and have more of a bitter taste to it. I was happy that we were able to do uh, the beer that we did with uh, Three Floyds from from um, I think they're from Illinois. <laughs> I might get hung by them not for that, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're they're from just south of Chicago, and uh, it's it's one of the, it's it's an amazing brewery uh, uh, that makes really really good beers. And they, they have a really great reputation, like all over the world, with people who are into beers. So it was, it was really, really cool to, to make that Amina Marth beer with them. I was happy with that. So. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, brother, if you ever decide to, to market mead, I, I, I swear you're going to have some buyers up here in uh, central Wisconsin. We loves our beer, and we loves our uh, Viking rage, too. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine, yeah. Yeah, well... Uh, in the meanwhile, you'll, I guess you'll have to try to get your hands on some Almond Martha Ragnarok beer then. We'll get all over that. Now, you <laughs> guys have obviously made uh, great use of uh, Norse and, and Viking mythology, but you guys are actually named after Mount Doom from J.R.R. Tolkien's Middle Earth. If a Monomarth were to do a non-Viking Norse concept album, would Middle Earth be fair game? I don't think so, no. Uh, I mean, the name... We took the name because we felt it sounded cool and had a cool meaning. Uh, I think uh, the, the name the, na the name came from our bass player Ted. Who, he was the one who came up with the name, and and uh, you know back then we felt it was like a, a really cool name, so we kind of stuck with it. Um, but uh, to be honest, I'm I'm not sure if I would write any lyrics based on. Tolkien, really. Uh, it's, I've read the books, I've seen the movies, but uh, it's, 
it's good books and it's it's good movies, but that's about it, you know. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, uh, Johan, we actually uh, threw some. Uh, we actually threw it to uh, our listeners on the nightmare to uh, see if they had any questions for you. So I have some listener submitted questions for for you if you uh, got some. If you got a sec for that, um, yeah, sure. Uh, Jason Melvin wanted to know who would win in a fight be, uh, between Norse Thunder God Thor and Greek Thunder God Zeus. Thor, of course. Yeah, they say. They say. I should. I knew that was going to happen. Um, yeah, that's, that's- now, Mark, Marcus Seavers, uh, he wants to know, have you ever watched The Vikings on the History Channel? Actually, no, I haven't. I haven't got around to it. Uh, I was, um, well, because they show it here in Sweden as well, but I, I, and I, I have the channel, but I never watch TV, really. So I was going to, you know, get it on iTunes instead. <laughs> that well, was my plan, anyway. I haven't watched it yet. From from what I gather, it's kind of like Game of Thrones, except, you know, with more mead and, uh, you know, uh, ships with uh, monsters on the front of them and stuff. Yeah, that's, that sounds about right. There you go. <laughs> uh, Michaela wants to know, do you guys have any U.S. tour plans beyond the Rockstar Mayhem tour? Uh, of course we do. Uh, the only thing is that it's not, you know, it's not completely confirmed yet, so... As soon as everything is confirmed and booked and ready, we'll announce it and everybody will know. So just keep keep updated through our website or Facebook or Twitter or whatever. We're we're almost everywhere. <laughs> now, um, Johan, one thing that I've noticed uh, during our interview, I've I've interviewed a lot of musicians from uh, from the Scandinavian region of Europe. Uh, you your English has virtual virtually no accent whatsoever. Um, were you raised in the states for a while? Nah, no, I wasn't. I just had a good teacher when I was in school. <laughs> I mean, but also, I mean, it's, I don't know, I, I, language has always been kind of easy for me uh, for some reason. Um, um, but I had a really good English teacher when I was in, in school, and, and uh, um, it just stuck with me. And then, obviously, over here in Sweden, all movies and TV shows and everything is, is subtitled. It's not dubbed, so you hear the language constantly. So it's easier to to uh, to pick up the the melody of the language in that sense. But I I still think when I hear myself talk that I have a pretty I have I have a pretty strong accent. I think, but I don't know. <laughs> Well, um, here's the thing. If you guys do uh, have some off time uh, during the Mayhem tour and your subsequent U.S. tour, uh, there are several things that you could uh, that you could do here in the U.S. that you are uniquely qualified for. Uh, for instance, with your beard, you could pass for one of the guys on Duck Dynasty if they need a stunt double. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I'll think about that. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that show. That's something else you may want to look up on iTunes. These guys have epic beards. Yeah, no, I haven't seen that. I mean, maybe I, was it Duck Dynasty? <laughs> yeah, Duck Dynasty. Look it up. Right. It's the damnedest right. thing you'll see. Um, not only that. Now, um, I, I also uh, discovered this. You actually used to be a dairy a, a dairy product salesman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we actually broadcast from the dairy state in Wisconsin. It, we, we were like the second highest. Oh, really? Yeah. Aside from California, this is the highest dairy producing state in the nation. Do you have any sales tips for up and coming dairy salespeople <laughs> here in uh, Wisconsin? Uh, well, if you're going to sell sell cheese, you know you can always try to get people to to buy more cheese by telling them if it, it suits it goes well with wine so you know that's a good tip okay, okay. People, so then people will be 
get drunk and buy more cheese. Sell with booze. You know, we're also yeah. we also have the highest uh, drinking rate of any state in the U.S. too. So I. <laughs> I I'm not sure if that's something to be proud of, but good job. Yeah, well, you know, we're, we we got to be number one at something, I suppose. Yeah. So, uh, Johan, you've started a million of them. You, you've seen them from the stage, and you've certainly inspired a ton of them. When is the last time Johan Haig of Amon Marth was in a mosh pit? Ooh, that's a couple of years ago. Um, I think I was, at least at least five years ago at uh, at uh, the Sweden Rock Festival um, when. Uh, I don't even remember who's playing. It must have been a fun night. I could it could have been entombed or or, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> gotcha. I always feel bad. Do you, do you ever feel bad for like the guitar players and the bass players and drummers and stuff? Because I mean, like it's tough for them to get into the pit because if they break a hand or something, you know, game over. Yeah, I, I, those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, as the lead singer, you get a little more leeway. As far, I mean, yeah. aside from I mean, an ill-timed throat well, punch, you'll I mean, be fine. That, that's that's true and not true. I mean, basically, uh, if if you know, the, there there are pros and cons. Obviously, uh, for 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 me, it's like if if I get sick on tour, it's hard for me to sing because that's my instrument, right? But if if they get a cold cold on tour, they can still play. So, <laughs> yeah, I guess there's trade-offs no matter which position you hold, huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, All right, Johan, I got one more question for you, then we'll let right. you get back to uh, storming the gates and whatnot. Uh, Johan, what is your favorite moment from the road that you can share without attracting the attention of law enforcement? And keep in mind, as a citizen of Sweden, you may have diplomatic immunity in the States. <laughs> uh, one, of the, one of the absolute co- coolest moments on, like, on anywhere was was a show we did in in Belgium on a festival where we played in front of like fifteen thousand people. Where there was this um, guy who wrote us that he wanted to hear uh, the fate of Norns because that song helped him through a tough time when his son died at the age of six. So um, so we told the whole audience that story, and it was like the entire tent just you know, stood behind that guy and tried to, uh, you know, show him how much they, like, felt for him in, in that moment. It was just, the the vibe in the tent was just outstanding. It was just this amazing feeling, basically. It was just, uh, I, I get goosebumps now just thinking about it. <laughs> well, I mean, that's pure magic, is, is what that is. I mean, that's, um, you know, a lot of... I think it also goes to show like how strong the metal community really is like when it comes to metalhead so how we back each other each other up you know it's like uh, it's uh, metalheads are like the coolest people in the world I think I agree we get a bad rap sometime but when it comes down to it we got heart baby we got heart Hell yeah that is Johan Hegg of Amon Amarth. Like them on Facebook. Follow them on Twitter. Pick up Deceiver of the Gods when it comes out on June 25th. Johan, if you ever decide to become a dairy salesman, man, we can get you a gig here in central <laughs> Wisconsin. Uh, we right, have, I'll think about it. There, there you go. There you go. Johan, thank you so much for being a part of Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare. All right. One, two, Terry's coming for you. 
This is Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare. A force of evil. From Rock 94.7. <laughs>